return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We will never be the same after reading His Word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, today I want to talk a little bit. My title is Being an Active Christian. And uh, it's important that we don't think of Christianity as a spectator sport. Amen. Christianity, when we we actually are born again and we're living for Jesus, we're not just sitting on the sidelines, are we? Amen. Amen. Ephesians 6. 10 through 12 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So, as Christians, we want to be active for Jesus. I mean, you don't need armor if you're just going to sit around and do nothing, right? The reason we take on armor is because we're going out. We're going out into the world. Amen. We're fighting against Satan and his demons. Amen. Not against flesh and blood. Not with our own might. Amen. Christianity is not a spectator sport. It's not a quiet sport. We can be loud for Jesus. Amen. We can can be bold for Jesus. Hallelujah. So the first thing we need to realize is that we can't use our own strength. Amen. Amen. Uh, verse 10, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Amen. When we start trying to do it on our own and using our own might, we're going to fail. When we use His might, amen, we're going to succeed. Amen. Verse 10, strong in the Lord and the power of His, of his might. We want to draw off of His power and His might. Amen. Hallelujah. In verse 11, whose armor did we put on? His armor. Amen. We don't use our own armor. We aren't equipped on our own to fight the enemy. Amen. I, can't, I can't just go out without power and authority from on high and go out and think I'm going to whip the devil. It's not going to happen. Amen? So we use His armor to fight. And it fits to us. You know, it's like a hand in a glove. It just completely fits to us. Amen? Because He tailors it for our situation. He tailors it for where we're at, what community we're at. Amen. Sometimes, if, if, you're, if you're calling is one thing, you know, if you're calling is, is street ministry, you're going to have to be equipped in some different areas, maybe, than if your ministry is a pulpit ministry or a nursing home ministry. Amen. We all have different giftings. We all have different callings that the Lord equips us with and graces us with. Amen. To go out and do His will for our life. Amen? We aren't equipped on our own to fight the enemy. It doesn't matter how much weight we can lift in the, in the weight room. It doesn't matter how, how fast we can run. Amen? It doesn't matter what our title is in the church or in the body of Christ. Amen? He gives different giftings, different armor to different people in different situations. Amen? If we're trying to go through life using our equipment, we're going to fail because we cannot fight in the natural. We do not fight in the natural. We cannot, we, we use spiritual things to fight, fight in the spiritual realm. Amen? And you know, a lot of times people will think that they're fighting somebody. You, know, you might have a coworker that 
is especially horrible. <laughs> and you, and you, it feels like oh, I'm fighting against them. You know, they're against me. They're trying to attack me. Well, what did Jesus say? If somebody hates you, they don't really hate you. They hate the one inside of you. Amen. So we don't fight against coworkers. We don't fight against family or friends because of that reason. Because they don't know. Amen. They don't know why they don't like us or, or whatever it is. But they know maybe that they don't. You know, and sometimes, you know, 70% of the people that you meet probably aren't going to like you anyways. I'm sorry. Except for in this church. Here, you're 100% of people love you. Amen. But really, in the, in the world, you're going to have people that just, that just for some reason, don't like you. You're going to have people that, for some reason, you don't like. That rubs you the wrong way. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 12 says that we don't fight in the natural, we fight in the spiritual realm. The ones that use God's equipment will succeed. Amen. And God's armor is not ill-equipped to cover you with whatever you're facing. Amen. He's not ill-equipped to help us do life. But he's not going to do life for us. And we've talked about how the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on us. He's not going to control this relationship we have with him. Amen. He's going to allow us to make choices. He's going to trust us to make good decisions. Amen. And that's why he gave us the word, so that we could look at the word and we could say, you know, if there's a, a situation that we're going through, we can look and we can say, okay, what's the best plan of action in this case? Amen. What's the best attack against the enemy? Amen. Because we all have a lot of knowledge. We have a lot of knowledge about the word, what it says, and, and different ways, you know, having peace and, and showing patience and, you know, laying hands on, the, hands on the sick and they recover and having joy. Amen. But in different situations, you, de- you deploy different things. Amen. And the only way we can know what to deploy is through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians, just the next verses there, Ephesians 6.13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, amen, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer, all prayer, amen, all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth, Boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel for which I am ambassador in chains, that I might speak boldly as I ought to speak. Amen. So how do we get God's armor on? Does he put it on for us? No, we have to put it on ourselves. Amen. If we go back to um, 14, we have to gird our waist with truth. Amen. We have to put on the breastplate. It's not just automatically going to come on you know, for us. It's not magic. Amen. The holy... the being a, a Christian and following Jesus isn't based on magic. Amen. We don't just wake up one morning and say, wow, I have all this armor on me. Praise the Lord. No, what do we do? Every day we're in the Word. Every day we're learning about what the blessings we have. Every day we're continuing to, okay, I need to reinforce this, ar- this part of my armor. Amen. We have to take steps to do it. And some Christians will focus on just a couple of pieces. You have you know, people that maybe will just teach this message or a message on faith or salvation. Those are good. I'm not saying that we don't need those. But it's good to be, as a Christian, well-rounded in all areas. Amen. Have the complete set of armor on. Amen. And there's seven different things that we arm ourselves with. Okay, so we gird our waist with truth. Amen. We put on the breastplate of righteousness. We shot our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We take the shield of faith, amen, put on the helmet of salvation, we take the sword of the Spirit, and then the last thing we do, out of our mouth, all manner of prayer and supplication come out. So there's six, there's six pieces of armor that we have to actually put on. That, you know, it's like, I've got to put on righteousness. It's like a cloak of righteousness, you know, the breastplate of righteousness, amen. We have to put on truth, we have to go out, we need to read the word. 
And with the armor that we have, that seventh thing, prayer and supplication, is something that we don't put on, amen, but we have to use. It's an important weapon against the enemy. Amen? The point I want to make is that it all takes action on our part. If we don't open our mouth, prayer is not going to come out. Amen? Even if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, if we don't open our mouth, you're not going to speak in tongues. I mean, the Holy Spirit's not going to speak in tongues for you. We have to actually do it. He speaks through us. Amen? But the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit doesn't need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Who's filled? We're filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So it takes action on our part. Amen. To do those things. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit doesn't force us to speak in tongues. He doesn't force us to pray and have supplication for the saints or intercessory. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 19, that the utterance is given to me that I may open my mouth boldly, that I may open my mouth boldly. Amen. And I'm an ambassador in change, in, in chains. So what if the ambassador to Germany from the U.S. was told to go to Germany on behalf of the president and doesn't want to go? The, the president gave a direct order, I want you to go to Germany. I want you to talk to their leadership over there. Amen. Jesus gave the order to go out into all the world and preach the gospel, didn't he? He gave us the order. We are ambassadors for him. Amen. We're not ambassadors on our, on our own behalf. We don't, I don't give my opinion about, well, this is how I think it should be, or, you know, different issues that go on. No, I say, well, this is what the Bible says, amen, and, and I don't speak on my own authority, but I speak on the authority given to me by Jesus Christ, amen. We don't speak on our own authority, hallelujah. We don't want to have our own opinions, form our own opinions. As far as, um, as far as, as what the Bible says. Amen. Read the Bible, interp- we interpret it. Amen. The Holy Spirit helps us discern what the, what the scriptures say. But we are out there on not our own behalf, but on the Lord's. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Ephesians 4.11. And he, he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So the reason we come to church is to be equipped. Amen? We come to church to be equipped to go out into the world. And that's why, you know, having public assembly is important. We, we get to fellowship with other Christians. Everybody goes through struggles. You know, a lot of people go through the same types of struggles. Amen? So being able to build ourselves up. Amen? With Iron sharpens iron, amen. So being able to bounce things off of each other and what do you, know, what do you think the word says about this and, and kind of going back and forth, that's going to sharpen you, amen, for when you do go out to the world and somebody else has an issue, somebody else has a crisis that they're facing, and you can say, hey, I've been through that. Yeah. Amen. We can say, hey, I, I have a solution. It's Jesus. Amen. This is, these are the scriptures you can use for this Situation. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We don't just sit on our hands until Sunday rolls back around. Amen. We actually, all, all of us have lives, I think. Right? We all have lives. We all have things we need to do during the week. You know, jobs or school or whatever it is. Amen. And so we want to do it to the best of our ability. You hear a word inspired by God? That's great. What are you going to do about it? Amen. You can hear a lot of inspired words and do nothing. But when we hear something from the Lord, even in our, in our prayer time, it doesn't just have to be at church, but in our prayer time, in our study time, you hear something from the Lord, something, a revelation that he gives us. Amen. It's like, okay, we go out and do it. Amen. We don't want to get so familiar with the inspired word of God that we say, I already know this. I've already been taught this. I know all about the armor of God. Amen. I know all about this or that. Amen. Every book you read, every sermon you hear, no matter how many times you've heard it, even along the same lines, you can get something new out of it. Amen. We don't want to become familiar with the things of the Lord. We don't want to become familiar with things that he's trying to to speak to us. Because I've heard it over and over again. We can read a, a certain scripture hundreds of times 
And on that 101st time, it's like, hey, I never saw that. I, I, I didn't know it said that. <laughs> Amen. Even going through, I've read through the New Testament dozens of times, and I've, there's been things that I've seen, I'm like, wow, that's, that's powerful. I can use that now. Amen. And who is it? It's the Holy Spirit. Amen. The, you know, we know in part. Amen. We prophesy in part. And we, the Lord gives us, he, he allows us to get revelation of his word. But we have to put in the effort for it. Amen. So we want to be active reading the word. We want to be active out being in our job, where we're at, in our schooling. Amen. If, we were to get, if, if I were to get a new car today, would I go out and drive it or just let it sit in my garage? I'd probably go out and drive it. I'd want to see, how it, you know, if I got like a, a Mustang convertible, Cyrus know all about nice cars over there. But if I were to go out and get a really nice car, I'm not a car guy, really. Here, I got an idea. If I were to get a really nice NBA official basketball, I'm a basketball guy, there you go. I'd want to use it like right away. That's just me. Amen. But if we go out and get something nice and new, we're going to want to use it right away, aren't we? Whenever we get a word from the Lord, a revelation of the Lord, we want to go out and use it. Amen. Put it to practice. Amen. Hallelujah. We're here to be equipped to go out and use the word the Lord gives us. Hallelujah. So I coach fourth grade basketball. And I could go to the best coaching clinics in the world. I could go to Coach K, his coaching clinic, Coach Patino, or Bill Self. Some of these maybe know, maybe don't. And I could, I could have all the knowledge of a great coach. I could go and I could take notes. I could, I could record it. I could, and I could just have all of this knowledge and wisdom. And I, I could be a phenomenal coach. Amen? I could have this wealth of knowledge. But if I go back to coaching next year, and I didn't implement anything that I learned, who do these clinics profit? Well, they profit me a little bit because I still have all this knowledge inside of me. I can still use it if I wanted to, but it's not going to profit my players, right? If I don't share the knowledge that I have about coaching and and implement these things into practice, it's not going to help me in the game if I don't implement these coaching tips and techniques. Amen. The same goes for loving people. It wasn't enough that God just loved us. There had to be an action behind it. Amen. And love oftentimes is followed by an action. To show that you love somebody, there has to be an action behind it. You know, if I, if I you know, tell my wife I love her and I, I don't do anything to show it, she's going to probably think, does he really love me? Right? So Jesus, when he came down, for God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. There was an action behind his love. For us. Amen. And so when we go out and we love the world, there has to be an action behind our love for the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1 through 3. It says, Though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And this verse always gets me, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I, have to, I, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. So, even if you give everything away, even if we were to be martyred for Jesus, but we don't do it out of love, it's like, oh, that doesn't, sorry, that, that doesn't, isn't going to profit you anything. Right? And so sometimes it, we can do things that it looks like love. It, you know, it, it seems like we're loving people, but if, if we're not doing it out of love, amen, which is the action, hallelujah, then it's not going to amount to anything. Action without love doesn't, doesn't amount to anything, amen. It's an amazing passage because we look at it and it looks very Christian. You know, giving all that we have to give to the poor. And... And having gifts of prophecy, understanding all the, all the mysteries, having all knowledge. Amen. Having all faith to remove mountains. 
speaking with tongues of men and of angels. All these things are great, but if we don't have love to put behind it, they don't amount to anything. Amen. It's going to bless whoever is receiving it, but in our own lives, we're not going to be blessed because if you do things and it looks good, but you're doing it out of bitterness, if we're doing it out of anger, amen, is that going to help us? No. Amen. We do things out of love, you know, it's still going to help somebody that we do. If we give all of our goods to feed the poor, then that's great. They're going to be fed, right? But it's not going to do anything on the inside of us. Amen. We didn't internalize anything that we've heard. We just, it's like, okay, here's the formula to get blessed. I'm going to do it. No, we have it. We do it out of love. I mean, we want to do it with the right motives. Amen. Doing something out of love and not just speaking love is really when things start to move. First John three fourteen says, "We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him." Now we get to the good part. Okay. By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us. Amen. That's how, that's how we know love. Amen. Is the action behind it. The action of laying down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Verse 17, But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Amen. So when we love, it's not just, again, it's not just saying, I, I love you. Keep, I'm not going to come near you. Keep, keep my distance, but I love you. Right? But it's we're loving people in deed. We're loving people in action. Amen. Again, we want to be active Christians in the body of Christ. You can still be a Christian and sit at home and not do anything but you're not going to have a very fulfilled life, right? So we want to be active. Hallelujah. We can have so much revelation of the word and knowledge of the scriptures and know the amazing love of God, but if we don't go out and tell people about the gospel, they're not going to know. Amen. If we sit on it, we're not helping ourselves out either. Hallelujah. We want to be doers of the word. We want to, we want to portray how Jesus would be if he was living now. Amen. Even even with with this virus, there's as Christians, there's ways to approach it and there's ways not to approach it. I, I thought to myself the other day, what would Jesus, if Jesus was here and this was going on, what would he say? What would be his message to people? And just reading through the scriptures, I think he would say, don't be afraid. Do not fear. Amen. I think he would say it in a loving way, wouldn't he? He'd say, little children, don't be afraid. Amen? Isn't there just something calming? You know, just, just don't be afraid. Hallelujah. Do not fear. I am with you. Amen? I don't think he'd be bashing people over the head of, with, you know, with it and saying things like, you know, well, fear is sin, so get over it or anything like that. No, I don't think so at all. I think he'd be very sweet. Do not fear. He wouldn't say, oh, that's so irrational. Why are you fearing about that? That's so irrational. Don't do that. I think very sweetly, do not fear. Amen. As Christians, we can do the same thing. Amen. We, we come from a place of faith, not of fear. Amen. So, you know, I would encourage you, because I'm sure you're going to come across somebody this week that is fearful of this virus. I would encourage you, you know, However, however the Lord leads you to do it, but to say, well, the Bible says do not fear. And just in a sweet way, just reaffirming in people that they have a healer, they have somebody that cares about them enough that has already come, that has already taken the stripes for their healing, amen, that has already died on the cross for their salvation and rose from the dead so that they could live eternally with him, Amen. And we can be a beacon of hope to people. Hallelujah. We can be a light to people. We can show love and show, you know, glory, the glory of God to people. Hallelujah. Amen. James 1, through 25 says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, 
deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forget what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. James says that if we're only hearers, that we deceive ourselves. And how do we deceive ourselves? If you say we're only hearers, how do we deceive ourselves? If we're hearers and we only deceive ourselves, that our job as Christians is to go to the church and hear the word, that, and that's it. That's our job. But that's not our job. That's not our only job is to go and hear the word. Amen. Our job is to hear the word and then do the word. So people will sometimes get a deception of, I've done my part. If I, go to, if I go to church once a week, I've done my part. It's all I need to do. Well, what is that? That's, James says that's a deception. The deception that we can be comfortable just sitting back, going to church weekly, or even if you go to all the services, or if you go monthly and saying, oh, I've done my job as a Christian. That's all I need to do. I'm saved. Hallelujah. No, being deceived is that. That is being deceived. Amen. Not being deceived means hearing it, applying it. Amen. Hearing it, and then going out and doing it. Amen. Hearing about the love of God, showing the love of God. Hearing about the hope of Christ in us, going out and showing the hope of Christ in us. Amen. Hallelujah. Hearing about faith in any situation, going out and speaking faith in any situation. Amen. Because our life is not about us, right? Our life is not about us. It's about his kingdom. Amen. Our life is is to give honor and glory to God, not to give honor and glory to ourselves. So if we're hoarding all this information, we have all this knowledge, and we've read all these books, and we can pray in the Spirit, and we have all these awesome revelations, and we keep that to ourselves, we're being deceived, (laughs) aren't we? That's what James says. That's what... That's what James uh, 1 says right there. But no, we want to go out and we want to be a doer of the word. We want to go out and we want to proclaim the goodness of Jesus. We want to go out and we want to show that he is a God who cares about us. He is a God that heals us. Amen. Hallelujah. We don't get to heaven by works, but people can watch our feet through our works. Amen. When we, when we get saved... We don't, it's not how good we are, how much we give, or how many times we go to service. That doesn't get us into heaven. But I tell you what, people are watching us, amen, as Christians. They're seeing, they're looking at our feet. Pastor Dave gave a a quote, I don't know, a month ago or so about Gandhi. He said, I might have become a Christian if I ever met one. Pretty powerful. Pretty powerful statement. Amen. We want to be somebody that, when we go somewhere and somebody sees us, we want to look like Jesus to them. Amen. We want to show love to them. Hallelujah. If they have a choice between Christianity and atheism or whatever the other religion is, and, and they meet us, we want to be able to be one that knocks them over the fence to the Christianity side. Because it's not just a religion, amen, but it's a relationship. Showing them that we don't just do things, we don't just live for Jesus just to do it, but we do it because we love him. And we want to see them do it because we love them. Amen. Christianity really is about love. I mean, that is the root. That is the foundation of being a Christian. Amen. Because the first act of love was Jesus coming to die on the cross for us. And that's how we know love. Amen. We love him because he first loved us. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So he gives us opportunity to do good works. Again, people are watching our feet. So we can say, I have all this faith, but I don't have to do the works. Well, people are watching you. Amen? We have a responsibility. Hallelujah. Amen. First Peter 4.10, each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. In the local church, we serve others by being connected. Amen. In the local church, we serve others by volunteering for things that uh, need to be done. Hallelujah. Volunteering for roles in the church that, that the church has need of. 
I mean, so we can say, somebody can say, well, I wish the church would do more of this or more of that. Well, everything the church does take volunteers. Amen? The more volunteers we have, the more we can do. Hallelujah. The pastor's conference is full of volunteers. Kids Night Out, full of volunteers. It would be impossible to do those things without you guys being involved and helping, and we appreciate that so much. We appreciate all the volunteers that we have at the church. Hallelujah. We can believe that Kids Night Out will go off without a hitch, but we have to do things for that to happen. You know, we have, to, we have to put our faith in the action. Hallelujah. We can't just show up day of, right? It starts at 5.30 on Tuesday, June 12th, I think. And uh, if we just showed up at 5.30 on Tuesday at June 12th, are we equipped to handle the kids? No, there's months of planning. Amen. There's volunteers who show up early and start setting things up. And, and uh, kid, you know, volunteers, the kids choir who sings, and people that lead that, and Hallelujah for that, because if, if we don't act on what the Word says, amen, the efficiency of the gospel is not going to be very great, right? I love efficiency. I know Pastor Dave loves efficiency too. Efficiency is, is good because there's no holes, amen? It's like, a, it's like a well-oiled machine. It's like a car that has no problems, right? It's going to run really well, amen? There's, there's not going to be any insufficiencies. You're going to get the best gas mileage that it can get. All these things. In the body of Christ, if we, do all the, if we do the things that we've been called to do, amen, and we, and we are in our lane of what the Holy Spirit has us doing, we will be like a car that doesn't need any tune-up. We'll be like a car that is getting the most out of what it can do. Amen? Hallelujah. And that's what we want to be. That's how we want to go. Hallelujah. The same thing goes for faith. Someone may say they have tremendous faith. But faith without action is not really faith, because faith is an act. Amen? James 2.14 says, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you, you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith... By itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Amen. Verse 14, the, the implied answer is no, right? What does a prophet, if someone says he has faith but doesn't have works, can faith save him? The, the implied answer, rhetorical answer, is no. <laughs> if there's no works behind it, there's, there's nothing to show for it. Amen. Jesus having faith. Just having faith that Jesus died on the cross is not enough to save somebody. There has to be a work. What, what is the work? It's our confession that Jesus is Lord. I'm not talking about a work as far as going to church or having to read the Bible so many times through or anything like that, but the action on our part. So we believe, I mean, we have faith that Jesus saved us, that he died on the cross, amen. But what do we do? We confess with our mouth. I mean, that's the action. That's the work that finalizes, okay, I'm a believer. I'm a follower of Jesus because not only do I realize it internally, not only do I say, I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me, I'm speaking it out. I'm confessing with our mouth. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 15 and 16. Uh, you know, if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and be filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does that profit? If my family invited you over for supper, and everything's cooking, you got the steaks on the grill, it's smelling really good, got the corn on the cob ready, and before we eat, I say, well, thanks for stopping by. We'll see you later. Hope everything was good. Hope you got full. Amen. But they hadn't eaten anything. That'd be kind of silly, right? Would that make sense? No. Unless you said something to me that I didn't like, and I'm like, all right, see. No, I'm just joking. I wouldn't do that to anybody here. But you see what it's saying, right? That if, if, we have, if we have faith and we don't put action to the faith, that does the same thing. doesn't make any sense. Faith doesn't make any sense without putting action behind it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. James uh, yeah, 17 through 18. 
already read it, we'll read it again. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, if you have faith, I have, and, and, yeah. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Amen. If faith is supposed to be alive, but it's dead, can we really say that it's faith? If I tell my daughter when she gets her driver's permit that I have complete faith in her driving, I completely trust you, Alora. I completely trust that you're a good driver, but I never let her drive. <laughs> Do I really have faith in her driving? Probably not. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to make sure that we put action with our faith. Amen. If we have faith that God is going to heal us or that he has healed us of any sickness and we get sick and we say, well, I don't know about that, and we don't put action with it, then do we really have faith that the Lord provided for our healing? Amen. But if we have a sickness and we say, in Jesus' name, I'm not going to let, no matter what the outcome is, amen, if we say, in Jesus' name, I know that I am healed, and we go around and we start confessing that we're healed, hallelujah, because God is in the healing business, isn't he? Amen. Last I checked, the, the stripes still were on Jesus' back 2,000 years ago for our healing. Amen. And if we start confessing it, no matter what the outcome, because we don't go based on our circumstances, we're showing that, hey, I have faith, and I'm showing you my faith right here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We don't go by, based on our circumstance. We don't, we don't go by our feelings. Amen. But we go by what the Word of God says. Amen. Sometimes I don't feel like I have a lot of faith in a certain area. I don't feel like I want to want to get up and and do the things that I know the Lord called me to do. You know, sometimes it's I'm not I'm not a morning person. I, I I'll tell you that right now. I'm not a morning person. But every day I I work and I say I'm going to get up. I'm going to live for Jesus today. Amen. I'm going to make good decisions today. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to inquire of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Faith by itself is not faith because faith requires action. It's a first step. Amen. Mark eleven twenty two says that Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So, to the first thing, have faith in God. Amen. The second thing, say to this mountain. Again, it's an action. We want to be an active Christian. Amen. We want to, we want to, we want to uh, go off of what the Word says. We want to base our steps on what the Bible says about our situation. Amen. So have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, amen, but believes those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Amen. But the first step is faith. But it works together with action. It works together with works. Amen. It works together with speaking the truth. And last, uh, a couple weeks ago, I talked on the power of the tongue and how our words are so important and what we speak is so important. In any situation, you know, you, we, have, we have the opportunity to either speak life to it or we have the opportunity to speak death to it. Amen. If we're continually speaking death to a situation, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That means we're probably not putting in life. Amen? When we put in life, that's more than likely what's going to be spoken out of our mouth. Amen? In any, any circumstance, any sickness, any disease, any virus, hallelujah, anything that we faith, if we speak life to it, amen, as, or if we, if we speak life through Jesus Christ, Amen. In the situation, I mean, there's a better chance that things are going to get better. <laughs> Amen. There's a there's a good chance that that situation, you know, that that will produce optimism. Amen. It'll produce joy. It'll produce peace. It'll produce love. Amen. When we speak good things about it. Hallelujah. You say, I know God wants me to pray for that person. You know, if you see somebody afar, and I feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me to pray for this person. The first step is knowing, amen. 
knowing and being able to hear from the Holy Spirit, having faith that what God is telling you is true and is, is right. Amen. Amen. Having faith the Lord can use you in that way. But the work is going out and doing what God puts in your heart. Amen. We don't want to miss opportunities to put works with faith. Hallelujah. We don't want to miss opportunities to put works with faith. We don't want to miss out on opportunities to be a blessing to somebody. Amen. We are on this earth for too short a time to not take advantage of our opportunities. Amen. Um, we went to the Toby Mac concert. I just thought of this. Toby Mac concert uh, last Thursday, I think it was. Or I think it was, yeah, last Thursday. And we were in, um, um, drawing a blank, Godfather's Pizza. We were in Godfather's Pizza. And there's this couple sitting close to us. And we're really trying to hurry, you know, because it's getting right up close to the 7 o'clock mark. And, and you know, it's just packed in there, downtown Omaha, Nebraska. And, and, uh, and I start talking to this guy. And they're going to the concert, too, older couple. And I'm like, that's great. So got to talk to him a little bit. Nothing, just kind of small talk. And um, before we got our food, I thought the Lord, the Lord dropped in my heart, pray for, pray for them. And I, I basically said, well, I'm, we're in a hurry. <laughs> I'm not, you know. And I, I completely just didn't, I kind of put it out of my mind. And they left, and after they left, I, I felt this conviction. I was like, ah, I should have prayed for them. And I said, well, Lord, I said, you know, I, I said, if it's your will that I pray for them, which I think it's always his will for us to pray for people. <laughs> I realized that later. I was like, well, of course it's your will. But um, if you want me to pray for him, um, I want to, you know, I'll, if I see him at the concert, I'll pray for him. It's a big arena, you know. No more than 30, 40 minutes into the concert, I go to, go to the bathroom. He's walking out. And I, I mean, we just crossed paths. I mean, I didn't even have to go out of my way. It was like we just, right, you know, and connect. I thought, praise the Lord. And I said, hey, I said, in Godfathers, I know the Holy Spirit wanted me to pray for you. I didn't listen, but I want to pray for you now. Amen. And I thought, praise the Lord for a second chance, for an opportunity. And, you know, I prayed in just a simple prayer, but he was so blessed by that. And he's a, he used to be a pastor, he said. He was a pastor for um, over 30 years and just in a congregation. And the Lord took him out of the church and put him on the street and as far as street ministry. So now he witnesses to people in inner city Omaha. Um, and he's out there all the time, you know, witnessing to bad neighborhoods and, and just showing the love of Jesus every day. And I thought, praise the Lord. And I'm so glad that I, not only that I got to pray with him, but that I got to hear his testimony. And now we are connected on Facebook. We're connected. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm just reading, reading through some of his posts as far as different words of encouragement and wisdom that he has. I'm like, wow, that's really good. You know? And it's just, if I wouldn't have done that, you know, say if I would have, a like, second time, you know, said, ah, you know, I really have to go to the bathroom. No, I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, or anything like that. I would have missed it again. But I'm glad that the Lord gives us opportunities. Amen. If we miss the first opportunity and we, and we trust in the Lord that he's going to give us another one or a second one, a lot of times that will happen. <laughs> he will give us, you know, somehow, you know, and like I said, the fact that we are, you know, there's two different levels and then there's the floor level. The fact that we even ran into each other was amazing. And, uh, but we want to take advantage of those opportunities. Amen. We want to make sure that, that we're using discernment as far as, you know, what to pray. You know, a lot of times when we're praying for somebody in the supermarket or in a, at a concert or, you know, wherever, it doesn't have to be a long prayer, drawn out prayer. You know, it doesn't have to last 50 minutes. You don't have to lift your voice and speak in tongues or anything like that. A lot of times it's just a simple blessing. Amen. Unless they have something specific. But, you know, in this case, it was just a blessing. Lord, I just pray that you bless him, that you keep him, that you protect him. And that was profound because, you know, I, I, I said, you know, the Holy Spirit said, you know, protect him. And I had no idea at the time that he had been doing inner city ministry, which he said has, has been, you know, there's been a couple of times where he's gotten a little nervous, you know. But that's just how the Lord works, isn't it? Is he doesn't, he doesn't give up on us if we miss it once. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians 5.15 in the Amplified. 
Therefore, see that you walk carefully, living life with honor, purpose, and courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil. So we walk carefully and we walk with purpose. I mean, he's given us a purpose on this earth. Not as the unwise, but as wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning people. Making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence. Again, this is when I talked about efficiency. You know, take, making the most of every opportunity with wisdom and diligence. Because the days are filled with evil. Amen. So we want to make sure that every time, and, you know, whenever we feel the Holy Spirit speaking to us, try to act on it. Amen. Try to act on it. You'd rather, you'd rather, you'd rather miss the Holy Spirit long than short. <laughs> Amen. If it turns out you wouldn't pray for this person and, and they didn't want anything to do with you and they were cussing at you because you're trying to pray for them, you know, it's maybe not very the most comfortable thing, but I would rather miss it that way than to miss it under when somebody really needed a blessing, really needed encouragement or a lift, and I didn't go over and do it. Amen? You're always going to get times when you, when you go and you put yourself out there and you put your faith in the Lord that people are going to not like it. Amen. But remember, it's not you, it's the one that lives on the inside of you. Amen. This verse is basically saying, live like you have faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Take advantage of opportunities. Walk wisely. Use wisdom. Amen. Be careful, but make the most of your time. When different things arise, amen, like the coronavirus, don't be unwise, but be sensible. Amen. Take advantage of every opportunity to spread peace of the gospel. And right now, the world's in, in chaos. Amen? The world's in, in unrest. Amen? We can be spreaders of peace. Amen? Through Jesus Christ. We can be spreaders of joy. Hallelujah through Jesus Christ. Amen? And it might be something that, this, that somebody needs at that moment. Hallelujah. Amen? Right now, the world is full of fear, but as Christians, we can bring peace. The world is uncertain, but we can bring a certainty and a hope through the preaching of the gospel. Amen. The world is vile, but we can be a beacon of light of morality, a beacon of honor and love through Jesus. Amen. Inactive Christians are ineffective Christians. I'm going to say that again. Inactive Christians are ineffective Christians. If we're not, if we're not being active in the body of Christ and we're just kind of sitting back, and we're just allowing ourselves to be blessed and nobody else by our ministry, we're not being effective for Jesus. Amen? Because Jesus said, go out into all the world and preach the gospel. Take the things that I told you and go out into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen? And as Christians, we do the same thing. Whatever the Lord reveals to us, whatever he wants. You notice that when Jesus gives us anything, when the Lord gives us anything, it's always more than enough for us. Amen? His grace is sufficient. And it's more than enough for us. Amen? He blesses us um, with our cup running over. He loves us abundantly. Amen? He gives us life, but not just life. He gives it more abundant than we need. We're not just conquerors through him. We are more than conquerors through him. Amen? Hallelujah. He gives us the peace, not just that we can know with our mind, but he gives us the peace that passes all knowledge. Amen. He gives us a love and he, he helps us understand a love that we can't understand. Think about that. He says that, that you would know the love that passes all understanding, that passes all knowledge. Amen. What do we do with that extra? We bless people. Amen. When he gives us that revelation, you just want to share it with somebody. Amen. In any setting, it doesn't have to be from a pulpit setting or anything like that. You know, it could be, you know, a lot of times we'll go around. And uh, especially during greeting time, you know, we can go around and you can just give a word to somebody. Amen? Maybe the Lord's put something on your heart and revealed something to you. Look around the room and just ask the Holy Spirit, okay, Lord, who do you want to get this word? You know, sometimes we have, you know, Deb does a lot, you know, having the Lord gives her something in her spirit and she, she speaks it out to the whole congregation. We can do that too. Amen? We want to see more signs and wonders as the days approach. Hallelujah. Instead of less. No matter how you do it, you want to get that revelation out to somebody. Because you know, if you get a revelation, it's not just for you. Amen. If you get a revelation, it's for 
everybody. You know, the Lord doesn't do one thing for one person and not for anybody else. Whatever he does, does for somebody, he's going to do for everybody. Amen? So we can be that light and we can be that peace. Hallelujah. So today, I just encourage you to be a blessing to somebody. <clears throat> I encourage you to, to be a light. I encourage you to show hope in a hopeless situation. I encourage you to befriend somebody maybe that, that hasn't been very friendly in the past. I've said this before. I, there's a, a lady that I worked with at Backtronics who did not like me. And, uh, you know, and I, I wasn't too fond of her either. And, uh, you know, and, and it used to be that every time I'd see her outside of work, I would actually, like, go around a different way because I just didn't want to deal with it. Because I was like, she's not going to say hi to me anyways. I'm just going to, you know, she's going to give me whatever. Um, but no, now I've been making a point. The Lord dealt with me on that. And he said, no, he said, I want you to continue to show love. I want you to continue to try to work in her life. And so now I make it a point that, you know, I'll walk the way that she's at. If I see her around town or, you know, at Walmart is usually where I see her, but um, I'll, I'll make a purpose to walk by her that even if she doesn't smile at me, even if she doesn't say hi, that I can still have an opportunity to give a smile. You know, I'm not going to push her. I'm not going to say, no, the Holy Spirit said we need to be friends. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, no, I'm not leaving until you tell me hi or smile at me. No, I don't think she'd like that very much. But we can make ourselves available. Right? That's all I can do sometimes. All we can do sometimes is make ourselves available to be used by the Lord. Amen? So just today, I just encourage you to do that. Father, we thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you that we are blessed beyond measure, that you've blessed us with, the, with all the spiritual blessings, that daily you unload your benefits onto us, Lord. And Lord, we thank you that as Christians, we can act on that faith in you, Jesus, that we can act as a Christian and go out and be a light to the world. Go out and be different from the world, Lord. Hallelujah. We don't follow after the world. We're in the world, but we do not follow after it. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit guiding us into all truth. We thank you for your Holy Spirit directing us and giving us discernment in every area of our lives. Lord, we thank you for just a great afternoon for everybody today. In Jesus' name, that they get done everything they need to get done, that they can be a blessing with everybody that they come in contact with. And we thank you for a great night tonight, a great message tonight that we're going to have. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.